guys, we have a huge announcement to make. The McAllister Arts Podcast is going to be doing something completely new and different. We're going to be creating our first ever action comedy film entitled The Chronic Crusaders about one of our favorite subjects, cannabis. We have already got a solid cast and crew behind this project with the goal of releasing on April 24. Now, as everyone in show business knows, the one thing you desperately need to get a film started is funding. And that's where you, the listener, come in. Even if you only have a dollar or two to spare, this helps us tremendously. So, if you're a fan of the podcast and want to help, this is your chance. Please check out the link in the description for the Kickstarter to donate. Again, we appreciate all the listeners for tuning in every week, and we hope you consider helping this dream become a reality. Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events they see in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. This company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So, if you're looking to plan your next Get Gear event, head over to their Facebook page to learn more today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is McAllister's Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister. We're joined today by Bossy Afia. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good. Um, so you reached out to me. You run a uh, a comic company, not yeah. to be confused with a comedy company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I originally thought. Yeah, I had about ten jokes that I had to x off. Uh-huh. The writers <laughs> scrambling last minute. Oh my god, what are we gonna do? Uh, no, hi. Um, hi. Um, tell me how you're doing today, and uh, you know, uh, get into like what what uh, what do you do with your company? What's uh, what's all that? Yeah. What's all that about? Yeah. Um, so first question, I'm good. I'm good today. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of combo this yeah. in a weird way. No, yeah. I'm, it's a, no, it's a good day. Like, I, yeah, I, after this, I'm going to go and um, <clears throat> work on a script for another title. Um, oh, you screenwriting. Not for, uh, so there's like script t- uh, for comic books. Like, oh, oh. You have okay. to write it a certain way so that, because I don't draw them. So you have to write it a certain way for oh, the artist to be able to okay. like know what you need. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, it's just another script format, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go and write another. But I will. Don't write me out off for like screenplays though. Okay. I, I, just, I haven't gotten there yet, but but I I'm a writer, so like eventually. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna do that after after this, and you know, answer some emails and stuff. And, Hell yeah! So I guess let me just ask you that first, like, uh, um. Like, what's the difference between uh, a screenplay that you would do right for like a comic versus uh, like a movie or like or, or like a story or whatever? Like, yeah. what's the difference? It's just the format. So, like, okay. the people who are reading it is the difference between like an artist who's going to be drawing it versus an actor who's going to be acting it. So, like, the artist is going to need to know what is going in each panel on the comic page, and they need to okay. know how many panels are on this comic page and as much detail as possible because they are the ones that are going to be visualizing it the actor will have a will see a different format of a script and it it's written in a way for them that it's just like hey these are the general like emotions and whatever sure. but as an actor there's a lot more um creative liberties for like what they can do i'm an actor as well so like i've seen okay. both of the yeah so it's like as an actor i can do a little more and have a little more creative freedom with how I'm portraying the character versus the artist where it's like, nah, this is like what the scene looks like. 
Okay. So when you say actor, you just mean like that's the section that the that like is that just the dialogue essentially? Like so there's there, a dialogue yeah, portion so, and then there's so there's a script what it looks like there's a name so like the ca- character number 1. You want to just then, pull that up Molly? Yeah. What a com- what screen pl- uh, comic screenplay looks like or a comic script? There's a so for a, like a for a screenplay there's yeah. it's like character 1 it'll have um what's called blocking or like your movements and stuff sure, and sure. Uh, and then it'll have the line and then it'll have it might not be in that order actually but um, but those are the things that are on there in a uh, comic script it's um, it'll say like panel one and then it'll describe what's in the panel and then it'll have like okay this character is going to say this but those are like bullet points the when the characters are speaking it's or at least that's the go format to, that I go seen. to images Molly go to images just click on one of them I see I'll tell you if it's right or wrong Oh yeah, that's something pretty, like that. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's okay, pretty. I see. Sorry, I know this yeah. is really nerding out, but no, you're good. Yeah, I'm so, a screenwriter, so I mean, this is yeah, so this like genuinely interests me. Page twenty-two, and then there's panel one, panel two, and within sure. there, and then you see that the the characters' lines are numbered, and so that's that's because you when you're drawing the the scene, you'll put the speech bubble, and then you'll just put the number one in there, just to like hold the place for it. So like, okay, yeah, there's everything for the whole process of it. That's interesting. So when you're transposing what you have written on a script um, to the artist, like how much creative control are you giving them? Or like, are, are you like directing them like, oh, this is how I want all the panels to be laid out and how the movement is? Or are you kind of giving them some freedom in that? Like, how does that work? I, I, I pick my artists well, so I give them freedom. Okay. I give them some, uh, not like way too much, but I'll say this is generally what's going on in this panel. However, you interpret that. Just put it on paper. I, I will defer to your creative uh, opinion um, because I'm doing literally everything else other than <laughs> illustrating. So, like, I'm not gonna concern myself too much with. And most of the time, it comes out looking better than what I would have like envisioned. So, right, right. Well, I mean, I think people who are like in the industry and like understand like. Um, the concept of like hiring an artist like yeah. that's what you really want to do at the end right. of the day like it, yeah. it, nobody like on either side nobody wants to be the person who's like micromanaging exactly yep. yeah that it just time and time again you hear from people and like you know from my personal experience i can say too like it never works like yeah. you you just gotta be when you're hiring an artist you just gotta be able to look at their portfolio look at what they do and just um you know determine can i can they make something worse for me yeah you know yeah yep that's that's really um that's the biggest decision it's not necessarily <clears throat> yeah that's that's the biggest decision is the initial selection of who you're gonna have illustrated um is there synergy there like do they know kind of your your vibe you know um there's there's a guy that i've been working with for a little while now he lives in the philippines actually mm. but uh he and i have done two projects now i think but oh but you know over that over the time of doing just one project you get a feel for each other um actually no i think we're maybe like three or four because i i have like hard copy comic books and then i have some like video projects and stuff and like whatever and he does some illustrations for different things so i've worked with him for a couple of things and now we have this relationship where it's like i know what he's gonna bring so i don't i don't even have to really like worry about it it's just, hey, this is what it is. He sends it back. Perfect. Exactly what I thought was going to happen. 
That's awesome, man. That yeah, that's that's what you want. So how long? Uh, um, I don't know if you mentioned the name of your uh, company. Was it again? Sensil Studios. Sensil Studios. So yeah. how long have, has that been in operation? Yeah. When did that start? So I founded Sensil Studios last year in 2022 on okay. February 1st. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So so new, new company. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> you would you wouldn't know that we were new though, based on uh, a lot of the stuff that we got going on. Nice. Um, nice. And I say we, like it's not just me, but it is so like it, it is and it isn't. Like on paper, it's a single member LLC, but the the actual effort and sweat equity that goes into it, um, you know, I got teammates and stuff. So, and we all nice. help each other out with our, our different things. So, um, but yeah, no, so I started it last year, but uh, I'm on my second year of business and I have a um i have an animation deal lined up too actually and um <clears throat> the most recent thing that's going to be happening is uh, i have a partnership with a nascar driver actually oh wow and um okay. so he, i'm gonna we're creating a comic book and he's gonna be a character in it oh that's fun. and so yeah so <laughs> it's gonna fun. be a a, a whole, but he, so we're we're doing that to kind of connect to this um program that he has called the 1111 project and he works with veterans and stuff okay. and so and i'm i'm in the national guard so like that's how we kind of oh, okay. connected on that and so um so yeah so we're gonna be making this comic well i'm gonna be making this comic book and he's gonna be in it and um you know they're they're investing in it and uh, gonna help market it and all that stuff my logo is gonna go on his car for a race in october in indiana oh nice, um, nice. yeah so it's just yeah something just that kind of thing is like that's gonna I, i'm gonna be skipping a couple steps uh, <laughs> like <laughs> that's awesome. in my second year of business like i wow. got something like that so um so yeah because that that's really what the biggest hurdle is is like getting the marketing and just getting your product outside of your immediate sphere of influence you know what i'm saying like outside of your city outside of your state mm -hmm. and they're gonna just kind of propel that into the next uh the next tier so sure sure so how do you how do you like tap into that market initially like how do you um i mean i don't know how's one start a comic company that seems like you yeah because I, I you know i'm not really familiar with that industry so yeah. i mean like to someone new on the outside that would kind of seem like an old man's game right but yeah. like you're i mean you're killing it so it's obviously working so like yeah. I'm, i don't know i'm just curious how do you like get into that right <laughs> you just you write the you write the story um so it, are you doing like superhero type stuff or is it yeah, variety or i, I kind of wanted to stay away from like su superhero gotcha. per se gotcha. um there are like but it's, it's more sci-fi than okay. like superhero okay. even though a lot of superhero stuff actually is sci-fi um but this is more so closer to like star trek halo um mass effect uh star wars mm. like it's on that side of sci-fi not necessarily superhero i see so it's more like just people that happen to be in space or happen to like have yeah. powers of some right. sort yeah okay yeah. i like that yeah so that's um <clears throat> yeah that that's the side of sci-fi that i'm on but yeah just just write is how you get started and there's a couple different ways that you can like approach it after that whether you want to do like contracted work and make comics for other people or if you have mm -hmm. your own original ips that you want to put out and self-publish them or if you have an original ip that you want to publish through another company um you know so there's like different routes that you can do that so uh but for me specifically i yeah i just started self-publishing um and then being the first 
company like this in Iowa and one of the few in the Midwest, one of the few in the entire country. Um, It's people gravitate towards it. And so there's other authors and stuff that that want to publish through me. And so I'm I'm talking to some of them right now to to get some other people's stuff published on my through my company and put it up on my website and all that. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm doing that. And so I didn't want it to be like a publishing company when I first made it. But like, that's kind of what it's technically turning out to be um but really i see it as just like a production company because like Mm. i guess i don't have to be the one that owns the publishing rights like that that's the thing i i don't care like i'm not here to make money off you i'm gonna make money on my own Mm. regardless so like if you want to like put my brand name on your stuff so that you can get more recognition cool i don't care like i need to fill up my catalog so let's do it like just send me your stuff as long as it's not dirt like you know i (laughs) yeah i'll put it on the store we can promote it you know whatever but um yeah so that that's uh anyways i i digress uh but yeah i i try to stay away from like superhero stuff just because it's very oversaturated right now yeah Um, i I was gonna say well that kind of leads into my next thing i was i'm curious what your thoughts are and like the whole <clears throat> you know marvel dc cinematic universe like I, I, i'm one yeah. of those people that's kind of over it like really you know i've never i love it i don't know like i love the, it. The, I've watched a couple of the avengers i really like spider-man growing up i really like batman but like deadpool i really like deadpool but other than that i just i don't know so here's i i feel like i have a special story this is why i, I ride for it so hard i okay. don't actually i don't defend dc their their movies are garbage <laughs> um i haven't even seen the flash like i <clears throat> but um so i when the first iron man came out when phase one all this started happening iron man thor and hulk and then i think maybe captain america as well and everybody was starting to notice like dang there's a lot of superhero movies out right now and so i ended up getting iron man on um on dvd Mm -hmm. if anybody remembers what a dvd is (laughs) (laughs) uh but no i got iron man on dvd and then I, i like fell asleep one night and i woke up um and the credits were rolling. I was about to turn it off. And then, like, the post-credit scene came on with Nick Fury. Mm. And I was like, hold the phone. Because, like, I, like I, I'm not, like, the biggest comic buff. But, like, I knew what was up. I saw Nick. I saw Sam Jackson on there. I'm like, hold on, bro. What are you saying here? Like, the the Avenger initiative. Like, what? <laughs> like, for real? Like, or is this just, like, ha-ha? So then I Google it. And um, I don't remember what site i came across or pit but it literally laid out everything it was like so there's going to be phase one phase two phase three thanos is going to be the main villain uh like this is going to be like what's going on yada yada and so i'm like bruh so i knew like captain america was going to be a thing i knew thor was going to be a thing i knew uh like all the other heroes that ended up coming in in phase one like i knew they were going to be except for like the surprise ones like uh like spider-man like obviously because mm. sony had the rights at that but so all that stuff, i was, still had surprises but so anyways that that's why i feel like my experience with it is unique because i knew very early on and so i was looking forward to it every single movie so then i'm telling my dad about it and he was like oh that's cool so like we're we're just that's gonna be our thing we're just gonna go and see these movies together Bet. cool we went to the midnight premieres. We went to the, like, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? It was a thing for me and my family. So, like, we would go to the midnight premieres, get the popcorn buckets that are, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, and then they stopped doing those because so many Marvel movies started coming out. So, then they just, like, started releasing them the day before, basically. Mm. Um, but, uh, 
yeah no so it's just been like a big part of my childhood and whatever so that that's why like i always ride for it but i am genuinely like entertained i think the only marvel movie that i haven't seen is guardians of the galaxy 3 right now Hmm. but i saw them all in theaters so you think the you think the quality has been maintained throughout that whole thing no (laughs) where do you you think it's at now you think it's pretty phase four definitely yeah, phase four definitely like dropped off, but they addressed that. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. we we tried just put putting out uh, quantity, and <laughs> all right, we'll dial it back. We're just gonna focus on quality. Like that's because they were they were getting close. We're gonna chat GBT write our movies now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they, basically, I th- I think they, they just, might as well. They'd probably be better. <laughs> they just they, well, they really just started overdoing it with comedy. That that was yeah, that was where they messed up. Yeah. They just did way too much comedy, um, and that's why I think Deadpool was so refreshing because mm. like it was funny, but like it was brutal. That was the point. Yeah, like it was brutal. Like, yeah. Was the thing though? Like it, it wasn't just comedy funny. Like Deadpool's just a funny dude. Yeah, you well, know the reason I yeah. love Deadpool is because he it, the whole purpose of that is like just to shit on comic movies. For, so for someone kind of on the opposite of end, of it, I was like, hey, you know, at least they're willing to like yeah. laugh at themselves a little no, bit, yeah. you know, and be like. But yeah, no. So I, I I think that they definitely dropped off in quality, and um, they addressed that, and so I'm excited to see what what's going to be coming out again. Um, I need to go and see Guardians three. <laughs> uh, probably not gonna see the flash i want to go see transformers also but my dad told me that no okay so here's the reason though i was about to explain let me explain my dad told me and i i knew this but it's interesting to see that they actually did it in a movie my dad told me that they they put the gi joes in there which comic book wise like source material they're in the same universe it's it's a thing transformers and and gi joes but y'all really put it in the same movie like <laughs> so it's i don't know again i haven't seen it that's just kind of what my dad said but i don't know but even in like the first transformers movie there was like videos and speculation whatever saying like oh no this soldier that was in there like he's actually a gi joe like in the comic books like he's a gi joe i'm like oh okay cool so, i didn't know they were from the same universe yeah yep a lot of people <laughs> didn't that so see i feel like they should have done that from the first like from the get-go because those movies were coming out around the same time anyways. But yeah. I think now people are just going to be like, why are they trying to put these in the same universe? And it's like, no, they already are. But people aren't going to. Yeah, well, because it's so, like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. From an outsider's perspective, yeah. like, Transformers is so yeah, uh, no, it's, out of the <laughs> mainstream. Nobody would know. You they, know? I think that the transformers movies like they retconned or tried to like retcon some stuff whatever or maybe you know they switched up the main who the main character is and stuff like they didn't want to focus on sam with wiki the whole time i think they should have just stuck with sam and had shia labeouf be the dude mm. i didn't watch any of them so okay so they're in the first two is shia labeouf yeah he, he plays yeah. sam with wiki i did hear about that last scene where like he gets up the building in five seconds and he gets <laughs> It's, it's a cube it's it, it, none of that matters because because explosions and cars that turn into fighting robots that's the beauty of of transformers it's like you don't, you don't gotta make sense like it's it, there's one scene also where uh what's girl's uh, name megan fox she's like running through this battlefield and her she's it has like white pants on and they are pristine like 
untouched by dirt yeah. or anything. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> just, you know, stuff, but like, it's a movie, whatever. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. transforming. You get to see robots fight each other. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's Michael um, Bay. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say it's Michael Bay. Explosions. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever see yeah. a video of him uh, while walking off the award show? No. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Molly. You're going to hate me. Could you please look up uh, Michael Bay walks off award show? It's the funniest fucking the funniest fucking clip of all time walks michael bay walks off walk the michael of bay he blew up the stage actually. the bay of michael <laughs> i believe it all right that first one director and producer michael bay Good afternoon, Michael. How is everyone today? Uh, my job as a director is I get to dream for a living. Michael, you know, you're known for such unbelievable action. What inspires you? How, how do you come up with these unbelievable ideas? Um, I create visual worlds that are so beyond every, everyone's normal life experiences. And Hollywood is a place... He looks like he's ready to leave. creates uh, a viewer escape. And um, what I try to do is, I, as a director, I try to. He's high or something. Uh, it's the teleprompter. The type is all off. Sorry, but I'll just wing this. Tell us what you think. Yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll wing it right now. Oh. Um, I take I try to take people on an emotional ride, and. Um, That's why you memorize the line. <laughs> the curve. How does it? Uh, how do you think it's going to impact? Uh, Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's thank Michael Bay for joining us. Uh, you, you can pause it. <laughs> oh my god. That's why he's not in front of the screen. Yeah. You, well, you know what? I feel like a good director would be able to handle that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I'm saying I'm like, nah, he's got to be high or something. Like he he was just nervous and like he didn't what, even like, really seem high though. He just would seem like like uh, he don't I'm seem, in my head. I can't talk. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he don't seem like he just like smoked a blunt and then was like <laughs> was like up there like ah oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, that would probably happen to me. <laughs> I would. I mean, I would hope with my podcasting experience, I would do a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm good at improv. Like, I would have thrived in that situation. Like, literally, <laughs> not only. Okay, so not only am I an actor, I'm a stage actor. So, like, you can't redo anything. You have to make it work. Mm. Oh, you said you were a stage actor. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. How so long like, did you do that? It, uh, so I just did one earlier this year. Oh, uh, I okay. just did one. Um, I started. I had like a seven-year hiatus. I was doing other stuff, but I was in a couple of productions and stuff prior to that as well. But okay, yeah, no, I'm an actor. Word, man. Well, hey, I'm. Uh, I'm currently working on a uh, superhero stoner comedy. Um, so and, where Kim Reynolds <laughs> is the villain. So uh, we are holding auditions. So if you would like to get in on that, I'll send you a script, man. For uh, for uh, what what type of production is it? Uh, it's just a film, a short film. Short film. Yeah. Yeah, let me know. Man. Let me see the script. Yeah, let me see I'll, the script. I'll send you the script. Yeah. Give me, uh, drop me your email, and I'll, yeah, uh, I got you. I'll get that to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, we, you know, we we just had uh, our last podcast guest. We had uh, um, one of the guys who worked on my last short film with Wayne White. Um, it, it's you know, it's really interesting how many people in Iowa are actually involved in film and like yeah, the 
you know the the do-it-yourself grassroots mm-hmm. culture that's here i mean it's yeah. really cool it's a really cool community of people that are just you yeah. know you go on like iowa film and you just like hey i need help and yep. everybody latches on it's it's really cool man yeah no i i know quite a few people that are that are in that scene more heavily i had a um i was telling you earlier that i like how i met lolo mm-hmm. yeah but like i'm a recording artist and stuff too so i um i had a, a friend of mine who was he he made films he makes films present tense makes films he moved to mm. la now but mm, okay. he was my uh he was my music video guy and he did still out phenomenal work yeah yeah okay. um and i'm salty about it because he was my music video guy <laughs> <laughs> but he he did fantastic work he did three videos for me and uh i never wanted to go to anybody else because he he did like cinematic you know what i'm saying Mm, yeah he told stories with it not just like Mm, i didn't just stand in front of my house and rap like i it was there was a whole thing going on but yeah rap videos because i've done a few of those myself too like that's like such a like that genre of music videos is so wide away array right yeah it comes from it it starts from like a guy with the GoPro and like he's in front of the yeah. he's got like his five homies behind him and yeah. then there's like you know a Kendrick level just like telling an yeah. entire fucking story yep. in just like four minutes you know it's so weird and then you hire Michael Bay and he just blows stuff up in the video and the Transformers come in and then Cobra's in there for some reason and then the G.I. Joe's come in and and then Goku flies in and you're like what but yeah no there's <laughs> Music videos are good, like, uh, you know, for anybody interested in filmmaking, that's, like, yeah. a really great place to yeah. start is a music yeah. video. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it's simple. It's, like, mm-hmm. you don't need, you know, because you can do the whole, like, mm-hmm. like, just getting all your homies out in front of a car or whatever. Like, it's really easy to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you can just, uh, you know, you can build it out from there. Build, you know, get to your point where you're making your full-fetched films and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, so going back to, like, your... Uh, your comic company yeah how many I don't, I don't think you answered this uh how many uh like different uh arcs or like care like <laughs> like uh comics or whatever do yeah. you have going so <clears throat> i currently have in my google drive at least 12 folders that are labeled for like what i would call like a season so like if it was an animation that would be one season okay how um, many comics go into a season like how many issues for me 10 but okay. i mean okay. it, there's no like set amount for like mm-hmm. you can make it as many as you want sure. but i just picked 10 because i started everything with the vision and purpose of of getting it animated and going on streaming services so they're going to be uh, 10 episode um seasons okay so so wait so maybe have i been misunderstanding this whole time is it is it like comic like the printout or are you animating all your stuff so it's like it's printed comic books but i'm i'm doing it with the intent of getting them adapted to animation oh yeah. i see okay yeah. okay which so, is already like in the works so oh wow yeah. that's cool that's cool so that's so that right there is 120 yeah. uh different issues different comic books that's yeah. insane dude yeah. and you wrote all these yourself yeah so they're not all written quite yet but okay, i have they're in the process but yeah it's in the pro- i have the the timeline laid out and i didn't write them yet because i knew i was going to come up with better ideas as time went on mm-hmm. but but i have the general uh timeline of how everything's going to unfold um this first i mean even just in this first season like i i i've pinpointed different spots where i'm like oh i could have like a spinoff movie there 
another one there. I could maybe fit another like, yeah, because th- so there's there's three titles. Three, I think yeah, three titles that go into this first like season as far as like the timeline goes, and it's different sets of characters, and then they eventually meet up in the second season, and they all mm. so like they'll all be there. Um, kind of taking a note out that that's one thing that I I why I like the MCU so much is because of the um, the execution of how they brought everybody together, all the mm. different heroes and stuff, like just masterfully done. Um, just with the storytelling and there's plot holes and stuff, but I mean, no story is going to be completely perfect. So sure. Um, but yeah, no, so I kind of took a page out of their book and, but I didn't want to overdo that. So it's like, yeah, well that becomes kind of a cliche in a way. Cause like, yeah, it, <coughs> it's just a whole movie of cameos. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. again, someone as an outsider, um, we, <clears throat> I think it was infinity war. We were watching. Mm-hmm. I had never seen this movie before, but like we watched that, like, the last 10 minutes that everybody knows, right? You where haven't it's like seen you, Infinity War? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, hold on. That's, I lost. I watched the last 10 minutes. <laughs> just, no, okay. Just go. I'm not even going to tell you to watch all freaking 22 movies or whatever. Like, just watch the Avengers movies. It's just four of them. The, the first. The I one, watched the, the first sec- two. Okay, well then just watch Infinity War and and um, Endgame. That's Infinity w- War and Endgame. Yeah. What's the one that's two parts? It, it Infinity War and Endgame. Like those. They're are, both two parts each. No, 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 no. Those are the two parts. Oh, those of, are the yeah, two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Damn. It's phenomenal. They're they're. I can't <laughs> even like. I was in the movie theater. I remember being in the movie theater. I got one. I barely got my ticket. <laughs> I was like checking my phone on Fandango, like when are these gonna go on sale? I'm in the in the movie theater, grown men sitting next, like I don't know these people, and literally like we're cheering, crying, like bro, it it's a phenomenal movie. Now you're not as emotionally invested, so it probably won't be like that for you, but no. they are objectively good movies. Like it's it's just very well done. Yeah, I well, I guess my point was like from an outsider perspective, it looked like they were like. A mind-boggling amount of characters, like, and oh I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm somewhat familiar with MCU, so like, I knew, but like, even for me, there was like some that was just like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Like, there's like twenty different, there's like twenty, thirty different people. You don't like, need to, you don't need to know who they are. It just know not? that they kick butt. <laughs> just know that they kick butt. Because really, so here's really why you don't need to know who all the extra people. So, um, in in Infinity War. Uh, what am I trying to say? So basically, it all comes down to the original Avengers again. Like they end up being the main ones that you're following at the end mm, of it again. Okay. So it de- like all these other characters, like they play a role. They do matter, like in the thing. But at the end of the day, they're side like, characters mostly. Kind of yeah. Like as far as wrapping up this that whole saga, it mm. really was about those six core Avenger members. So like uh, Iron Man, the Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, I feel like six is even too many, though. It, it is a lot. No, yeah, it is a lot. But, I mean, even in that group, though, Black Widow and Hawkeye are side characters. So, it's really mm. just Thor, Cap, Hulk, and Iron Man. Hmm. And they have they take their turns doing their thing. Because, I mean, both of those movies together, it's like five hours. Because I, th- I, fir- I think the first, maybe even six. The first one is like two and a half. 
And then, you, the, then the end game is like three hours. You know, that's another thing that turns me off about those movies is like if they look if they were each like 80, 90 minutes a piece, I could I could entertain the <clears throat> idea of like doing that. But but when you watch know. it, though, it doesn't feel like is that long? because like there's essential things that are happening. And you're, oh, I, and I disagree. It feels, it feels long as shit. Hey, you're just <laughs> you're just weak. You're just weak. Yeah. <laughs> I held my pee the entire time. I <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a, um, what's the term? I'm a film prick. I'm oh, a, I'm got a, you. I'm a, snob. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm a, snob. I'm a, I'm a film snob. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. No, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, so like, I'm a coffee snob because yeah. I used to roast coffee. Okay, so like, okay. I know when something is like so i just went to this uh this coffee shop the other day i don't want to name him because i didn't really like the coffee i like i like change the subject after just getting wounded <laughs> <laughs> but no, so i uh no i went in there and i like tasted the coffee i like light roast coffee they had light roast but theirs was like white coffee basically like mm. it wasn't even light roast it was white roast like it, <laughs> i'm like did, did you even roast this at all like it was just very bright and vibrant and it was just too much but um jesus so like i'm i'm a snob because like i yeah. know how to taste coffee and I, I am a cinephile but like i'm easily entertained though mm. so i i can accept people's criticisms and be like oh yeah for sure that's valid i still like it though like just because you know life sucks as it like why why pick apart movies that are supposed to distract us from it type of thing so sure. it's, i'm just like super easily entertained ask like ask anybody that's known me for two minutes i laugh at everything i like literally i'm just like nah bro enjoy life like it's you know yeah sure no i i look no shush be quiet no because you're no i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> no i can you know i can appreciate uh i can like appreciate that yeah. aspect for sure like yeah. you know um What's me face off have you ever seen face off the show no the movie there's a no I with seen uh it. it has john travolta and nick cage oh it's like this 90s i haven't action. seen it but I, I know it yeah. oh it's so over the top and ridiculous bro it's it's like it's michael bay if he was good oh. essentially yeah yeah <laughs> for sure um that's I over highly, the top yeah. yeah i highly recommend face off but like just movies like that like you know those 80s 90s like, yeah. you know the cheese the cheesy yeah. explosive action yeah. you know even like the horror movies like yeah. yeah like i have a i have a huge like you know i value that entertainment aspect as well i don't yeah. know there's just i don't know maybe i need to like i've always kind of had the thought like maybe i do need to kind of take some time and get into it but i don't know i one time i did try to sit down and watch it but i see i started with I I seen so I've seen Iron Man I've yeah. seen the two first Avengers but I think that's really it okay. of like that early yeah I started with Captain America because that was like the first like chronologically that's the first one yeah yep and I I don't know I just wasn't a fan of that film really yeah I liked it, I don't it know. even though the whole time I was like I don't think they talked about the segregation thing enough <laughs> but that definitely like they tried to make it like it no this is a nine man you know? this is a special <laughs> unit where segregation doesn't matter like uh-huh okay nice cop out but let's talk about the fact that cap was probably racist like that's or at least bucky was like at least that's but uh no yeah i, I did like that movie though i mean <laughs> And at the same time, though, that's like actually, I'm sorry, that's actually hilarious. No, I feel like I, no, it is funny. Like I feel like I, the thing is too, they're fighting a whole racist regime. Yeah, and you don't hear anything about them being racist. It's like how 
does this make sense? And again, I get how they tried to get around it by saying like, oh no, Hydra was actually just trying to take over the world with the Tesseract, whatever. It was this whole other thing and Hitler was just like a pawn, yada, yada. I get it. But still, <laughs> that you can't get around the fact that they had six million Jews in gas chambers. Like that's, you can't get around that. Uh, you can't get around Hitler's embarrassment at the Olympics when, uh, uh, I forgot the black track star's name, but he, uh, he just embarrassed every one of them white boys on that track um yeah. as, it, they, as they do usually uh, yeah yeah for sure <laughs> as one should um but yeah no so I, but i did like the movie uh but if you're gonna get into it i would say just do it like but yeah. don't don't uh because i mean i've heard too like people who are like cinema people like like not cinephiles not like i like movies not actors but like cinema like connoisseurs or whatever mm-hmm they ain't really like they're like that's not cinema sure that's fine yeah. it's not cinema it's I think a Mark- movie like just watch it shut up and laugh like I- <laughs> yeah <laughs> enjoy yeah, it yeah. yeah i think martin scorsese said best he said they're not i think they're not him. films yeah they're uh theme park rides yeah i think that's who i was talking about that or yeah. that's one of the people that i was talking oh, about okay which yeah. i respect that like that's mm-hmm. fun- yeah absolutely it's i mean first of all because disney owns it so that's what they do <laughs> but <laughs> but second that's exactly how i felt when i was in there like i'm on a ride yeah. right now like i'm and that's a huge emotional roller coaster literally like that's and as a writer as well i'm like i would want my audience to feel like it's a mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but i do understand though as an actor and a writer and whatever like yeah there is like fine cinema like there's um there's classics that, like i don't think any of the avengers movies or sagas or whatever will be like classic movies mm-hmm. but i do think that what they did will be inimitable like it'll just be something that like bro they literally strung together a 22 movie series and had millions of of people like so invested like and they revived comic books thankfully for me um they revived like that that interest in actual comic books and reading it and they made it part of pop culture because people still read them and, and watched anime and stuff they just got made fun of for it so but yeah, now yeah. like now it's the popular thing. now it's the popular yep. thing now i can make money off of it so <laughs> <laughs> so thank you uh kevin feige and and disney and, and marvel and everyone but um yeah no j- just start just start watching like don't don't put an expectation because some of them are are not the best some of them are really good um if you hop on disney plus if you have it like they have a section where it's like in chronological order Mm-hmm. so you can just sit okay. down and, yeah but uh and i think they even have it like with the with the shows included but i you don't have to watch the shows those are like bonus i really like them but they're just bonus sure sure so uh so like when you look at like the marvel universe do you see a point where it ends or do you think it's gonna just keep fucking do you i think hope- it'll be a phase 20 okay so here's the thing i so i'm i'm christian and i thought i was praying to god i was like do not come back before <laughs> this infinity saga is over i'm gonna be pissed like i need to know what happens um, so that prayer was answered and I, so now I, now I don't care. I, <laughs> I, I was just like, all right, bet appreciate it. Uh, but I don't think that they'll be able to redo what they did. Like they took 10 years and just like did something crazy. I was 12 when Iron Man came out and oh, yeah. 12 or 13. Yeah. What year are you born? 97. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I was only, I'm only a couple years older than you. Yeah. So Yeah old fart <laughs> <laughs> hey 
have been uh, called a boomer on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm the youngest of like older generation, so I uh, like okay. I'm my siblings are six and eight years older than me. So like, uh, I see. and I even see. our family is like on the younger side of my dad's family. So it's like, mm. I have uncles that were old enough to be my grandpa. Oh, so wow. it's like, yeah, damn. So it's like we are the young, and I'm the youngest of my family, and so like <laughs> I'm the youngest of older generation. But uh, anyways, so no, I I hope that that Marvel keeps going and keeps going good. I wouldn't mind if they started to transition more heavily to to Disney Plus shows because mm-hmm. they do really good Disney Plus shows too. Um, and I I have that same feeling about like Star Wars too because their shows are drastically better than the movies that they're putting out right now. Um, but and it's like longer format you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's not just like a one night two hour event it's like for six six to ten weeks whatever you get on there on Wednesday you watch an hour long episode um, you talk with your friends about it whatever you know what I'm saying it can become like a more rep- I, I just like that format a lot sure but. yeah you know that's another one that I kind of just lost the like what was it I think it was the the eighth one the eight Which Star one? Wars. Uh, oh, is that the... we don't talk about those. That's <laughs> we don't talk about those. They, I, so you they, think the shows are superior to that? By far. Okay. Not that's not even a debate. Like I, the new movies, like yeah, the the, yeah. the new trilogy. Yeah. yeah no, they they had and the issue was they had three different directors. I think is what uh, happened. Two, two, but then like the one in the middle was different though. So yeah. like that completely just like threw it out of whack. Like, yeah. But even with that, I don't like what whoever wrote it. This is where I get critical about movies is the writing. Mm, yeah, same. Because so, like, but as a writer, like I'm like, bro, that's lazy writing, or like that was dumb. Like, why did yeah. you do that? Yeah. Um, but they, it doesn't make sense. First of all, never in Star Wars lore has there ever been a dyad in the Force. What's a dyad? That's what they tried to say that Ray and Kylo Ren have. Like they're like connected by this dyad in the force or something. Oh, yeah, oh, and it's like weird. that's that's made up for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. just like the Metaclorians was made up. Like I, I didn't mind that one because I grew up on the prequel trilogy. But and that was at least George Lucas. So right, like... and George Lucas did that. So it's like I mean he can do whatever the flip <laughs> exactly, he wants. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. So they did that, and I was like, that's weird, but okay. And then like ray in hand inherits like that mantle or whatever of skywalker and she's a freaking palpatine like she's she's literally the bad like the seed of the bad guy yeah that was lazy as shit i'm like dude are you sick like and then they could have had the most amazing like um they could have had an amazing villain with kylo and then they just made him a crybaby but then (laughs) two he could have had an amazing redemption arc yeah, and then he died, and like they could have oh, had a die? they could have had a no. kid or so, like you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, could have sure. done so, or what would what would have been the best is if they switched. Kylo should have mm. become a Jedi, and Rey should have become a Sith. <laughs> because when I saw Sith Rey, I was like, "That's what I want to see." This Rey that I'm seeing right now, I don't care about her. Yeah, I want to see Sith Rey. Like that's dope. Yeah, I remember when that. Uh the seventh one dropped what was mm-hmm. it the force awakens yeah i think so i remember when I, I went to the midnight premiere and you know the thing that would um i will say about that film is it does have like an amazing opening shot yeah like there's something like i remember seeing that in theaters like oh this is incredible and then it just went down <laughs> but that's the thing but that's always been what star wars has been about is the spectacle 
yeah you know that's yeah. that's always been the thing like from the original trilogy that star wars is a purely spectacle film and it, it, i learned that because when i was watching the the original trilogy for i think the first or second time i was like this acting is really cheesy and then i yeah. realized like okay it's from it's the time but then also like why was it as good as it was though and then my parents told me like well it's because the effects and like all this stuff like that was really cutting edge whatever yeah that's but, part of it i mean i would also argue a lot of it was the writing though I yeah mean, the George, story yeah the story in general was yeah good. yeah like george lucas was a um a, like a serious student of like yeah. philosophy and all that yeah. like he yep. like really knew his shit in that so yeah i mean i think well and you know look at force awakens i mean yeah. that movie was a new hope for beta right i mean yeah. and you realize that halfway through the movie like this is yeah. the same movie yeah <laughs> yep. and i think that's the issue with disney picking up all these things yeah because yep. disney is just like looking for cash cows and what yeah i don't know but yeah that's the problem Anywho. china will china will always buy their shit <laughs> china will buy their shit forever they don't need it. <laughs> it's annoying it's annoying yeah um but anyway so back back about me um we just got off on a whole (laughs) so i'm a nerd no that i i love the conversation like that's that's yeah it just popped back in my head too i'm like oh wait i'm on a podcast i'm supposed to be talking about my friggin um (laughs) but no yeah so uh yeah i'm a nerd as you can tell all that all of those stories are are huge influences on on my writing and um in both the positive and negative aspect because i try not to mimic anything mm-hmm. um, like i realized some of this backstory was very too reminiscent of like black panther mm-hmm. and i was like okay i need to go in and change some stuff because i didn't mean to do that um just stuff like that so it all influences uh what i do how i write um my main my main title is it's called aru and duat and so it's a, a Afrofuturistic space odyssey um, mm. about a, a warrior princess from Earth who is um, basically leading a, a settlement effort on this planet called Panthera. Mm. And so she is um, the the daughter of a king on Earth. So she's trying to come out of his shadow and she's like on her own basically for the first time in her life. Um, she has some, some trauma from her formative years. Um, there was a there was a coup in her country and these people tried to take over or whatever um and she was like kind of manipulated in that situation uh and so there's like stuff that she's dealing with um with that and and so it all kind of plays a role into into everything and the villain is like he represents like fear of the unknown and like losing hope and and all these things so there's a lot of we were talking about how george lucas is very like philosophical Mm -hmm. i'm very much the same way and so that's like stuff like that influences like how i write because it can't just be surface level like Mm -hmm. throughout all of history people have told stories in order to help us deal with life like now everything is about an escape of life like escaping life Mm -hmm. but we're it's much healthier and historically what we've been humans have done is found ways to help deal with it through narrative through you know all these other things um even like food like Mm, food if people can sit down and have a meal together there will be a slew of problems that will be solved yeah like just joining someone at meal time is is like a sacred thing for human culture yeah yeah i agree i mean there's yeah there's something really important about like 
you know uh like literally the idea of like you know like uh you know like yeah like sharing food and like yeah. sharing the same like uh the same thing that you put your work into like yeah, yeah that's fucking great man yeah yeah so how do you like uh you know because you kind of touched on that i can imagine like working in the genre of superheroes could be really challenging mm-hmm. like you know keeping it fresh and new etc like yeah. uh what do you is there like do you pull from things in your life or like others that like are, like i guess what do you do to like keep it interesting like what are you pulling from to like keep those stories interesting yeah so uh <clears throat> i i pull from um generalisms okay. if that's a word um but not per se like specific things um like so, societal type of issues or yeah yeah okay. just like in general there's so well okay so i did pull specifically so like one of the part of the origins of my comic universe is that there was a race war okay it was like it was world war three but it was based on like race so it was like a race war but um but it's technically not a race war because it was like it's just that at that point countries had separated out based on mm. race okay okay and so then it was like just world war three but it was basically black folks versus white folks mm. and um so through through that whole thing then like this comic book universe stems but so like for that part it i do kind, kind of draw from that and there's a lot of symbolisms and stuff of um of that whole debate from the real world there are symbolisms of that in, in the in that origin story um uh, which is probably not gonna be in comic format like I'll, i have a bunch of stuff that i'll like a bunch of lore that i will put out in different formats because i don't want to bog down the main story with world building and lore but um <clears throat> so like i'm building a lore bible actually oh okay and so that will probably be in the lore bible if people are like nerdy enough to okay dig into that it's almost like uh like just like a glossary yeah okay yeah. your pokedex okay yeah your pokedex, <laughs> pokedex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not that much of a nerd but i am nerd enough i did play pokemon growing up good yeah no yeah. good i i didn't play it a whole lot but my brother did he had the cards everything so like i'm familiar enough to know oh, just to... the game i guess not the cards the cards oh yeah well yeah. there you go yeah no i, I watched the show um we, you know we had we had the games and i played it a little bit but my brother had the cards so oh, okay. yeah so i was okay. like in it <laughs> Yeah. You know, funny story. I, I grew up in like a really like uh, strict religious household. Mm. And uh, that I want. Yeah. Keep, say what you say. But I want to have that conversation because I remember you said <laughs> something with Lolo. And I was like, nah, I want to talk about this. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, but no. So uh, so we had Yu-Gi-Oh cards and my mother or like or my grandmother had gotten me you good cards for my mm. birthday or christmas or something i already know where this is going um <laughs> and it, it had she discovered like sexual like you know uh yeah. sensual images yeah so she like just banished them oh that's so not I, the I never... reason i thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be like this is magic like what? <laughs> the devil like you know they did ban harry potter for a short period I got because that of that yeah because yeah. you know it's kind of um there's this podcast i haven't listened to it yet but um they kind of uh juxtapose like jk rowling going with like the you know all the trans controversy now yeah. along with like yeah. back with uh that religious stuff and like yeah. how like they're both opposite sides of the aisle but and they, they treat it the same <laughs> yep <laughs> they all hate it's but crazy here's the thing which is why it never made sense to me because harry potter is very much a christian movie like Hmm. there's a lot of things that are like they're fighting the dark lord yeah like there's a lot there's a lot of um 
even with the uh what is, what is that spell um expect the patronum the patronus mm. like it's a big ball of light that's like and it, I, I didn't read the books either but my brother did and he would tell me some stuff whatever he's the og nerd i'm like the new gen nerd so but so he would tell me some stuff and i'm like oh okay that's cool and so like watching the movie i had a little more insight but um but even just being as as uh spiritual as i am like just watching them i'm like this is something that like i can immediately relate to like the bible or like mm. whatever because i don't think everything has to be so strictly like like oh well they didn't they didn't bring up jesus so it's not yeah. christian like it's like nah like the the principle of it though is like don't be a dick like that that falls in line with what the bible says don't be a dick like that <laughs> yeah like that yeah, it's yeah. congruent you know so well i i mean i think the main reason for that is probably because it's you know it follows the hero's journey which i yeah. mean jesus yeah, follows the true. hero's yeah, journey yeah, you know yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, that's, that's a yeah. um very common character development that you find in yeah. any religion or story or i mean it's just it's i've always found that interesting because <clears throat> the hero's journey that i learned as a writer is not what i see jesus going through because like there's mm-hmm. always like some kind of challenge you want to pull like, that chart up the hero's journey yeah, yeah pull i want to i want to it's been a minute because <laughs> usually for the hero there's like an improvement that they make about themselves jesus is already perfect so like that <laughs> yeah. can't happen well but he no but he dealt with temptation he dealt with temptation in the desert right but it's not the, the no that the snake was Adam and eve the, no, he, he was in the with, desert. Yeah, yeah the yeah. desert. But the desert, and then right before he got like that, th- right before they took him to get crucified, he was like pleading with God, like, "Please, oh, and please let me." Yeah, yeah. So I think there. I think he did have a little bit. The, of yeah, temptation. I'm, I'm sure there. Was, well, I'm sure there was like aspects of the fall. hero's journey. Like, he didn't. He but, didn't like fall. Like he didn't like succumb to that. Yeah, that's so okay. I'll, I'll show you what I'm comparing it to. But okay. like, so we'll look at the hero's okay, journey so here. So call the adventure, supernatural aid, threshold guardians. So okay, so there's two sections to yeah. those listening. There's yeah. two sections: the known, the unknown. It starts out with the call the adventure, supernatural aid threshold guardians so like you know if you were to take like Lord of the rings that'd be like you know gandalf comes to see frodo type right, shit right um and then into the unknown the hero's journey that's them going to find the ring mm-hmm. threshold challenges and temptations transformation or revelations in between that revelation abyss death and rebirth which goes into transformation atonement and um and then goes back into the known right and it says return gift of the goddess so look it up <laughs> so with my th- like i understand how they're this may be getting projected onto like the gospel but there's certain so here here pull up um save the cat beat sheet oh uh i i know save the cat yeah it's a screenwriting book right yeah well yep. so this one is for for novels save the cat uh beat sheet oh okay let me see uh try save the cat writes a novel and then beat sheet up oh, the second one right there yeah uh pulled up the exact same thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i have this book and i and i actually I, have I'm it familiar with the book but, okay yeah. so there's but there's 15 beats in every story and yep. those 15 mm-hmm. beats you know they fall in line with like the hero's journey and yeah and yep. all these things so but there's always a point where like the hero fails there's always a point where like the hero doesn't know what to do like it shows their fallibility as a fallible creature 
that is the complete opposite of what Jesus' story was. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, there's things like that where I'm like, sure. If I, and the only reason why I bring this up is because in like theological conversations, people will say that um, in regards to like it being an amalgamation of different texts and, and religions and stuff. And I'm like, well, it's not the same story though. Like it, it's completely unique and they're okay. So there's similarities that doesn't mean it's, that doesn't mean that he's following like the hero's journey. That doesn't mean that he's like, this was a, a, a story that like, just is an anomaly. Hmm. I don't know. It kind of seems like the hero's journey. <laughs> it, no, for sure. There's, there's, there's similarities. Absolutely. Now I, I, like, just, I, I do see your point. Like, um, and we, like we were kind of talking about this earlier. Like, yeah, like he, he didn't fall by, I like, I almost kind of feel like, he, like he couldn't right like that's that right goes against that's Jesus. The, right that's the so point they had, yeah. they had to be like okay we can't yeah we can't <laughs> yeah no and that's my point like when it's, they yeah. on island no yeah that's my point it's just like yeah they're all just sitting there conspiring like oh man we can't say that he fell though <laughs> nah yeah that's <laughs> so somebody was in there that's bad writing I, that's sloppy writing you're right yeah I, I i remember hearing from somebody that uh they said that revelation was like written on an island it it was so okay. he so john was exiled um, yeah and yeah. he he went to a to i forgot what the name of the island was but um and then he got the the vision and um took some mushrooms and, he and wrote, wrote his balls. <laughs> hey, what, whatever it was i don't know but he he was definitely seeing some stuff um yeah. but no there's actually uh, there's there's another text out there called the shepherd of hermes and it's it's a it's a gnostic text um but it, it says a lot of the things that are like opposite of what revelation says and prescribes and stuff mm. it's like chiefly talking about like when the devil comes to earth and whatever and it, basically i have i have yet to read it myself so disclaimer but what I've heard, the videos that of people who have read it, they were saying that it says to uh, like to take the mark of the beast or whatever. Like it says it in a different way, but it's like saying to persecute Christians. Like it's like the opposite of what mm -hmm. Revelation is saying. So, but the reason why I bring this up, there's there was uh, something that I was I don't like deep dive on YouTube like that. Mm. So I don't want people to think I'm one of those guys. Like I act, <laughs> I do real research, but this is just some stuff that I saw once. Sure. Um, sure. But the, I was watching this video. Actually, it was TikTok, <laughs> which is worse. But uh, and this this person was saying that um, there was some kind of movement or project or something to right. yes, thank you for them to like replace Revelation with the Shepherd of Hermes, which obviously like that's very unlikely because there's two thousand years of the Book of Revelation being used in in canon, but. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting that that, that was a thing that they said. Um, because, I mean, Revelation is a weird book. I, <laughs> yeah. It's a weird book. But I, I actually, so speak, looping it back to influences, I, I took a lot of ideas from uh, Revelation specifically just in, like, where the galaxy is going to go and, like, mm. how, like, certain things that unfold. Um, I even used, like, Cain from uh, from Genesis, like Cain and Abel. Mm. He's a character in, like, yeah. the origins of the lore and everything. Um, so, like, yeah, that's one of the influences and stuff in there as well. But, hmm. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I, 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 let's see. I think I read, 
I think I read like the first three books, and I think I read like Mark, Luke, and John, or something mm. like that. I never. I, I think I. I like. I got into Revelation, but you know yeah. that the fucking Bible, man. Like it's it's written like and like I was yeah. like a teenager yeah. trying to read, like when I was trying to read it. So I was yep. like, I, it was is dense. Yeah. It's hard to get through. I don't know. You you hear like um like my mother's like a devout Catholic. She's like um oh that's why. <laughs> <laughs> everything makes sense got now. it got it <laughs> yeah so she's actually um she's actually like uh i don't molly do you remember what she is exactly what my mother's doing in the church no something with the diocese something with the diocese yeah um yeah all that catholic just like stuff yeah, is all lost that catholic shit, yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> she's catholic in it up yeah exactly yep. exactly um but she's like one of those people like who reads the bible like consistently all the time religiously religiously (laughs) exactly um so yeah but like i i can't understand how people can just like can just sit through that i don't know it's funny because that's that's my thing like that's how i (laughs) i I love reading it it's that's i i deep dive bro but here's the thing here's the reason why most people so and this is actually kind of why i have a bone to pick with like catholics and and orthodox christians and stuff Mm. so i i when i study like i'll be into like a five-hour study I look at the original Hebrew words. I research those mm. words, like the cultural context of the words, uh, but then also not only in Hebrew, but in Aramaic, because that Aramaic is a dialect of Hebrew yep. that Jesus spoke. And so there's actually, if you translate what he said on the cross, uh, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, it translates differently in Aramaic than in like Hebrew, like just slightly differently. And so there's a, there's things like that. So like when I'm studying, so my, my expression of, christianity is not the king's christianity mm, yeah it it's uh so i'm what you would call a hebraic christian so okay. like i observe torah still like i, I follow mm, the the old okay. testament stuff okay. and like it makes way more sense when you look at what jesus was actually saying and like comparing it to like what people do now so like mm. easter show me what part of the bible had easter eggs and you know what I'm saying? Like, just stuff like that where, like, Christianity kind of just went and did this weird stuff. Yeah. So, I have a more, like, Eastern approach to it, um, which it's an Eastern philosophy. I feel like you have to have an Eastern approach in order to really understand it. And all of these Western dudes heard it and was like, oh, yeah, so rape and pillage. Like, that's what you're saying to do. Like, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you... I think you've missed something there. That's not what it's saying to do. Um, so there's really yeah. that drastic of a difference in translation? Not It's not the translation per se. It's just that like you, for people who are not like me who actually dive into it, it's easy to misunderstand what is being said in the English. So like, um, And if you only speak one, this is one of the biggest issues. In America, we generally speak one language. Mm-hmm. In the real world, people know four or five different languages. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so it's easy to be able to know, like, okay, the, and not only that, but the, um, there's something called the Sapper-Whorf theory, which is, like, whatever language you speak, it wires your brain a certain way. Mm. And oh, so, yeah, yeah, sure. So if you are speaking, and that's why people who speak more languages have a higher IQ, mm. but if you are speaking a certain type of language, like from an Eastern culture you're going to have certain concepts that are easily understood versus I'm about to sneeze. I can feel it. There we go. 
um versus like you know that so in english we have certain colloquialisms or whatever that like it doesn't translate to spanish or whatever else and or like there there will be a joke like in spanish that if you say it in english it's like that wasn't funny but if you say it in spanish you're like oh i get it because it sounds like this other word in spanish like it's stuff like that where you only get it if you speak another language it's a similar type of thing where like you don't get the full context of what's being said in the bible if you don't look at what the hebrew says and like look at hebrew culture and the thing with that is that when it went up into rome so first of all the emperor of rome constantine he's the one that like made christianity popular dude was a pagan like mm -hmm. he was a devout pagan yeah and then he had a vision about a cross burning and he took that as like oh okay i'm supposed to convert to christianity and conquer the world yeah. which he did his thing but, <laughs> but but what he did in the process also was he he de-hebrewized christianity and replaced it with pagan rituals and practices and mm. stuff and so then it started becoming this whole other thing and if you look at the gap of time it was about 300 years between the time of jesus and when the christian church was founded on like an organizational synodal level where they had structure and like all this stuff so that's 300 years of unmitigated unregulated christianity basically where there was no regulation of like this is what it is which is why having scripture is so important because that tells us this is what it is. But by that time, they already had all of this Easter and Halloween and, and, yeah. and all these things <laughs> yeah. that were like yeah. influencing them, which I just use those terms, but they were actual pagan rituals. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. Like pagan holidays and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying pagan in a derogatory way. That's just what it was. Um, sometimes i say it in a derogatory way I but I, you, you can <laughs> yeah you can that's pagans, fine <laughs> you heathens no i'm just um uh, but no so like all all that i'm a history buff too so okay. all that stuff is happening and um and so then the, the church gets founded it's what's known as the christendom and so that's basically all like every christian had basically the same beliefs in in the first thousand years mm um but there was a growing divide in europe in europe only so the middle eastern churches and the african churches are completely but this is where like the american eurocentric narrative dictates like oh no european history is world history and so there was a divide in christianity like nah bro in europe the western side like had different ideas and so then they broke off and became catholicism Mm -hmm. the rest of the world was orthodox christian catholicism was the minority and then from catholicism they came over to the united states and made protestantism you know what i'm saying so like yeah there's this yeah. whole weird thing that broke off from the eastern mindset of it and then it just kind of got watered down so th there's all, that's why i don't even be blaming people like what so like f that's why when you said your mom's a devout catholic i was like yep that'll do it yeah because there's there's so many inconsistencies and and like a lot of it just doesn't make sense and then the way that they is just over strict a lot of times yeah, and yeah. they kind of miss the point of certain things which we like i do too like we all do we're all human but um but yeah no so that that's my beef with catholicism in a nutshell and orthodoxy kind of because they're very yeah. similar hey well <clears throat> i have all the beef in the world with catholicism yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll beef together yeah, yeah no we can beef together <clears throat> yeah you know it's kind of um 
you know as you as you probably know i'm an atheist yeah. um and uh that's kind of that's kind of one of the funny things is uh um there are people who like are christian but mm. they still like hate the catholics and like yeah. that's the one like like yeah. you know be like hey I'll, yeah i'll roast the catholics with yeah. you don't get into christianity yep. but <laughs> what with catholics yeah. so there's so there's it's all it's all christian this is a common thing because america yeah it's all christianity there's catholicism mm-hmm. protestantism and orthodoxy and then like messianic jews and hebraic christians but um usually when people say like christian because those are the two things are you christian or are you catholic but technically it's are you protestant or are you catholic yeah yep but uh but no i get what you're saying though like protestants for sure would be like oh yeah no we can definitely talk all day about catholics like which is i don't think that that's what they what they should be doing even though i kind of do it too but like (laughs) I, i don't think that's how we're supposed to be well behaving it, it, but it's pretty hilarious yeah no it's it's but it's funny <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that they do is fun like literally first commandment don't worship any other gods you walk into a catholic church they're praying to mary and all this it's like <laughs> did y'all miss the first the pages must that's have been funny. stuck together you must have missed that part that's funny is yeah it's the lineage man bro don't even get started <laughs> i so let yeah. me ask you. So you you had a bone to pick with me from the Lolo episode. Yeah. What, what did the, y'all, What were y'all saying? I forgot what you were saying. Uh. Well, the clip that went probably went viral was uh just us talking about like Christian nationalism, which I think you actually would probably agree with based on what you were talking about. Like, mm. just like you know, like that Protestant esque, like people going into the Bible and thinking that like America is like oh the world god and, yes okay yeah. yeah yeah no that is a complete result of the excuse me of the the eurocentric um christianity that america has uh of just being like oh well america's like like bro there america's only been here for 400 years yeah you gotta chill <laughs> like we're, we're babies that's why the world doesn't take us seriously i hope you know like china's been around for thousands of years literally thousands yeah iran they they were persia bro like the persia i don't know what more you want me to say america's a joke like we're new rome but the romans were actually badasses like they were actually good at what they did actually i'll take that back because in the 40s america did its thing but for a second i thought i heard a bomb (laughs) i was like huh hiroshima (laughs) um but but no, yeah, like Rome, America is not even a shadow of what Rome was. Like Rome actually did the thing, and they eventually got fat and lazy and and, and yeah. fell apart, just yeah. like America is going to. But yep, um, but yeah, no, the, the, there's just a lot of stuff about the U.S. that's like we project our American privilege onto everything. And and that's one thing. As somebody who who acknowledges like there's white privilege and like all this stuff, I have American privilege, bro. Like just be. Yeah. That's why I hate America, but I wouldn't really want to be anywhere else. I don't think. Like I, <laughs> like I, honestly, that's why we're still here. Just hey, let's just make this better. Like I, how about that? Because the stuff we deal with here is actually normal around the world. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like. There's ethnic cleansings and and warlords and like all yeah. this stuff that happens, and but we're so in this air conditioned world where we're smoking our cigarettes and and like not worried about anything that's real. That as soon as somebody says something we don't like, it's like, 
how dare you not yeah, agree with right. me? But back in the day, you know, you have the Plato's and the Socrates and the 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 Augustines and you know, all, like these philosophers that if they hear somebody say something they disagree with, they have a conversation and they're just yeah. like, oh well, let's let's talk about that. Like let's see. But then again, they didn't have. Well, yeah, and that's the difference between America distractions. And, <laughs> that's the difference between America and everywhere else, right? Yeah. It's like other places you have a disagreement, you get shot. <laughs> yep. Yep. Some places in America. <laughs> yep. Yep. Some true. places in America. But yeah, no, like it, it, we're gonna have a gentleman's duel or something. Like I, <laughs> like it's one of us is dying. You do, doth thou bite your tongue at me or whatever the thing is? You bite your thumb at me, sir. Like that type. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And is yeah. America's weird. I don't know. Everybody yeah. thinks that the world is supposed to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's really what it is. Everybody thinks the world is supposed to be easy, and they put all their energy into trying to make their environment easier rather than making themselves harder. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like instead of going yeah. harder, they try to make everything else easier. It's a waste of time because okay, and I I talk about this a lot in the context of like race politics and stuff. We you can do everything right, and we get rid of racism. There's gonna be another ism that pops up mm -hmm. that we're gonna have a problem with. Yeah, it's human nature. So instead of trying to make everything a paradise on our own, why don't you just suck it up and learn how to endure through it despite that? That's one thing that I I would like to figure out how to get across to black people because mm. there's like yes, fight for equality, fight fight against injustices, all that for sure. But don't put all your... That's giving them the power. That's giving everyone else the power of like, hey, treat us right. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I why, agree. Yes, they should treat us right. Let's assume that they're not going to. How can we operate to be successful despite how everybody else is acting? Yeah. You know, that's kind of... Um, I agree with you. I agree 100% um, with what you're saying. Like that's um, And that's a big part of why I, I always kind of tend to decide more with like malcolm x versus yep. um mlk so yep. like he was like you know mlk was great like he i yeah. think he had his we heart was in the, yeah, yeah. yeah sure yeah. i mean i think his heart was in the right place but at the end of the day his answer was uh we need the state to do it right and and malcolm x was like no we don't really need the state to do it We're right. like like you know <laughs> he was like, we can do it exactly exactly <laughs> i promise you we can do it <laughs> martin <laughs> i promise you we can do it <laughs> Hey, yeah. that's why they didn't come in our neighborhoods. That's why they didn't do all that until our our leaders were assassinated, and then they started putting coke and all that into the neighborhoods. Mm. And then they realized, like, hey, we need to remove the black man from yeah. the family. We need because when they're united like that, when when they have a black Wall Street, we can't stop them. So they bombed it. When they have like these organized organized, that's why black gangs are not as organized as like the mafia or like whatever because. They completely deconstructed. So, like, just looking at the Bloods and Crips, they came from the Black Panther Party. Like, when it mm -hmm. was disbanded, they broke into these things. So, Blood is... Uh, uh, I didn't know those originated from each other. Yeah. So, it, huh. it all started as a unified thing. Yeah. And then we're literally at war with the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. And they infiltrate the, the neighborhoods, break everyone. Have you seen Snowfall? I have not seen so. So no. that that kind of like that's the era that it is. It's when they were they were pumping drugs into the community, coke and and, and uh, cocaine and everything. Like just putting, I forget which one it was, but um, but they they put it into the community. They disproportionately uh, put the sentencing on on one drug that black people that were put into the black yeah crack yeah yeah. Uh, so like all that stuff is going on. That's kind of what snowfall the era that snowfall was in, but. 
Um, so then all that stuff is going on. And once they remove, oh wait, we were talking about the gangs. So, uh, but so yeah, so then, then they, they disbanded them and stuff. And then now there's the bloods and the crips and then like, there's some other stuff too, but, um, but th- those are acronyms. Mm. Blood is an acronym. Crip is an acronym. So it's uh, brotherly love overcomes our depression. Oh, is blood, okay. and then Crip is community restoration in progress. Huh. I never knew that. These are organizations that that were started to take care of ourselves because the government was not doing it, and they didn't like. So they thought, oh, we'll dismantle the Black Panther Party, and we should be back in control. That's not what happened. We made Bloods and Crips and, and these other organizations to take care of our neighborhoods. We don't like that. So we're going to, hey, you guys want to make some money? Yeah, just push these drugs out there. You'll get some money. And then they start arresting them and doing all this stuff and removing the black man from the home, removing and then twisting the narrative about about the black man even more and like all this stuff. And so now we went from, oh, you're just a slave to, oh, you're you're a dangerous gangbanger and like all that. Like, you're not just a you're not just a dummy anymore. You're a dangerous dummy. Like then this whole like, bro, I'm in the army. Psyops is a thing. Like, it's a real department. And they are doing a beautiful job. Like, they, <laughs> they are doing a phenomenal job. Um, the, so, all, all that. And then now we're in this place of, like, just what the, the modern perception of, like, the black gangbanger is. And then you look at how people view that versus if it's, like, a Don in a mafia family they're like people respect that mm-hmm. but they don't with the black version of it and then they ignore the history behind them as well and like oh, and then it's just yeah so anyway i forgot how we got on that yeah topic, well but, i i mean look i think yeah. the i think the biggest reason for that and i don't know how you feel about like drug legalization or whatever but yeah. um I think it's the drugs, right? Yeah. I mean, because the mafioso, I mean, they they did what they sold like mostly they sold alcohol, prostitution, mm-hmm. gambling, mm-hmm. and like you know, uh, like you know, prostitution is illegal in most places. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually still looked upon more positively than like somebody right. selling cocaine, right, or heroin right. or whatever. Yeah, and they and that was intentional. You know, I I do believe in decriminalization of mm-hmm. of drug. Like I believe in building rehab facilities rather than prisons. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it, it's really it's a production pipeline. the the private uh, the private prison systems is just a production pipeline. Like they they get it's slave labor under the thirteenth oh, yeah. uh, under yeah, the thirteenth amendment, sure. you know. And so, I I absolutely believe in decriminalizing um, basically all drugs. Because like if especially if somebody's like an addict, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're sick. Like that's I believe is a choice. Like at first. But at some point, it's no longer a choice. Like as somebody who people are gonna argue this up and down, I was I was addicted to weed. Like that's wh- whether it was the substance, whatever. I could not stop smoking. I wanted to, but I couldn't. I needed help. So like, that's where I'm like, okay, let's decriminalize. I don't think I should have gone to jail for it. Mm-hmm. You know, but especially now that there's like dispensaries and stuff, and people making money off of weed, but there are still people incarcerated for it. There's a double standard there, you know, but decriminalize it, make rehab facilities, whatever, you know, for the people that want to partake in rehab. Um, if not, then, you know, then you can talk about other options. But look, who's that? Sweden, Switzerland, what, one of those. And they have like a phenomenal like 
rehabilitation system or something oh, I'm like sure. that. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, Sweden. Yeah. I mean, Molly always joked that Sweden isn't a real place because they just. <laughs> oh, it's not. No, yeah. yeah, no. It's, yeah. <laughs> they seem to have everything working out over there. <laughs> yeah, no, but they. I don't know. I, I, heard, I thought that too. And then I started hearing, like, well, yeah, it, like everything works out and they have things provided, but like the universal health care that like it doesn't necessarily oh, work yeah, out how you think oh, yeah. and like there's downsides to everything though but i'm i'm pretty sure it's still better than here like <laughs> yeah but, i don't know i don't know i know like i know uh canada like canada's healthcare system is like garbage yeah like i uh, have a canadian friend actually and oh he, really yeah he, he was telling me about it oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah they give you a uh, uh you have to like go in a way like every day they they you know they open up the doors and then they have like a ticket Mm-hmm. And, you, and you go up and you pull a ticket and it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter if you have a leg gone or cold yep. or cut or whatever yep. you are in line and then mm-hmm. they just it just depends on how long that takes and then yep. some people some people literally like lose their limbs because yep. they like are awaiting surgery <laughs> yep. and they end up going to the US anyways yep. you know yeah it's fucked up man yeah but yeah no I'm I'm pretty ch- like people who know me I have um just back on like the religion topic sure the i have not that this is a a disclaimer to anything because i am still ignorant in a lot of areas but um one of my best friends is lesbian i have one of my other good friends he's muslim like Mm -hmm. i had a lot of my friends good friends are muslim and i love having conversations with them um especially muslims because they're also like an eastern Mm, mindset you know what i'm saying so like that particularly but um so like just when i was saying like nah yeah i'm i'm built different than these other these other christians out here like it's not because like i'm any type of better person but just y'all be tripping like uh yeah there's certain things to stand up for yes and and i do but you gotta know the time and place like do you really think that holding picket signs outside of a planned parenthood is really going to change anything those people clearly have made up their mind like that's yeah they already know your opinion on it you're just looking like an a-hole at that point like yeah that that part doesn't really yeah so what do you think the reason is for that why um you know there's always institutionalized um you know christian you know Mm -hmm. you know i guess just christian institutions like you know and people follow that and act you know in you know wrong ways that you know and what you believe is um yeah not concurrent with what christianity should be like why do you think that is sin we're we're still humans like you know like a lot of people and and here's the thing though as much as people disagree with christianity don't think it's not real there is an inherent like expectation of you should be better because you're christian and that's why it's such a thing when when christians are not that it's the it's the fall of the hero like this is like oh you got it's a it's a greater fall because you had a higher expectation and it's a bigger slam where it's like oh see look you're out here trying to say you're christian and you just for you you were looking at her butt like it's like bro it's booty like i (laughs) i'm still a guy like maybe i shouldn't have looked but like you know that's you i'm not jesus you know like i and, and that that's where my approach is from where it's like we all need grace like i'm uh, christians are usually the worst people and that that's why it's such a testament to the faith because god can take the worst people and make them better and so like i was a dirtbag like back in the day and i would like to think that i'm not now you know 
but um so i think with when people who are not acting accordingly is either because they're only a christian on paper and they're not really about that life um they got taught the wrong things um where it's just like cultural christianity where it's like oh yeah we go to church on sunday we pray before we eat meals um but there's this couple that just moved in across the street and they're a little too brown for my liking like <laughs> like they're they stayed on the grill a little too long that's i don't like that they god messed up those two um you know and that that's just because they grew up in rural iowa like that's not their fault per se they're human and and it it will take people like me willing to have a conversation with them and say hey do you think that Jesus, a brown man, by the way, would have <laughs> would have had no, that Asian. same bro? And nah, don't even get me started about that. Because even that is like, what the heck is Asia Minor? Can we pull up Japanese Jesus? This is some of the funniest shit I've ever <laughs> So, well, like people will say, like, no, technically he was Asian. I'm like, all right, bro. First of all. You got to look at where the tectonic look, plates no, are. You thought America's it? Jesus was yeah, white. Nah, like, holy yeah, shit. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Japan, Japan's fixation on white skin. I don't know what. I don't know what they got going on. Maybe maybe <sighs> uh, those atom bombs really just shook them that much. <laughs> that they're like, nope, white people. That's They're the ones. Yep. Um, <sighs> but no, nah, yeah. Like, so I, I learned this recently. Continents is not they're not just social constructs they're based on the tectonic plates of yeah. of the world yeah i know that for a long time so if you look if you look at the tectonic plates i don't know if all of the middle east but israel like where jesus would have been at that is on the african continent hmm. he was african now maybe not in culture whatever but like I'll tell you what, he didn't look like you. No, yeah, no. And he, he did, but he also did, probably did not look like, uh, he probably didn't look Sudanese. Like, they're like super dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my mom even told me that growing up. Like, yeah, yeah. Jesus was probably black. Yeah, you know? probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he lit. So, and here's the thing it says a few times in the Bible, like, the disciples were, uh, who was it? Paul was mistaken for an Egyptian dude. Mm. Like, and 2,000 years ago, Egyptians were dark. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to be mistaken for an Egyptian guy, you got to be pretty dark. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. You know, you're darker than me, at least. Like, that's... You're not white. So, it's just weird that people are now like, no, that's Asia Minor. And that, like, no, even on maps, if you look at a map prior to, like, the 1500s, a map of Africa, it includes the Middle East on there. Mm. And now this thing about uh, my friend uh, Abdul, he's, uh, he's from Pakistan and he um he and i had this conversation and and he was like no I'm like the middle east is on asia and i'm like no nah, dude it's not like that's the modern outline but the reason why is because of the just like how rome de-hebrewized christianity then the anglo-saxons wanted to de-black christianity mm, yeah. the whole yeah. book takes place in africa like <laughs> I don't know where y'all are getting this idea that it's the white man's religion. Like, it's literally a bunch of black dudes changing yeah. the world. And you you see, there's, uh, I think it was Timothy. He was, like, the only Greek. Or, like, or maybe Luke. 
There was mm. there was very few Greeks that were part of their group. And but if you if you look at the story in its totality from Genesis to Revelation, bunch bunch of black people in the beginning, which is scientifically proven because you can't get black skin from white skin, but you yeah. can get white skin from black skin. Yeah. So scientifically had to have started black going on throughout history whatever it's a bunch of black people doing whatever they're doing and then white people popped up and nobody really thought of anything of it because race was not a concept thing yet like based off of skin color that wasn't a thing and so it was just cultures you know and then time goes on again and then there's this black dude who's just here and he's changing the world and he gets pinned up to a cross and his uh, his whole posse of black people are like that dude's god like you know and you know you can disagree with that part or not but you know whatever they go off and spread their message and they take it to europe they <laughs> they literally have people that are assigned to go into greece and and spread that message there are other people who went um there's the the ethiopian that's that's mentioned in there and so then there's other ones that went farther down into africa um and that's where you see the the three different parts of um of the christendom basically which is like the middle eastern part the european part and then the uh what's called the coptic church which is um egypt ethiopia like the the african part which interestingly enough mirrors the three sons of noah Ham, Shem, and Japheth, which is where, uh, like the Asian and and Middle Eastern stuff comes from. Shem, at least I think Asian comes from Shem. But, anyways, like they each are a part of the like those are basically the three races. Ham was the father of like Africans. Shem was the father of the like Middle Eastern that type of thing, and then Japheth was the father of white people. That's those are the three races, and so it's interesting to see hmm. those three things in christianity like from the beginning but um so yeah so like all this stuff happening with black people white people come up very later on and then not gonna lie white people kicked ass throughout <laughs> like they popped up and they like they did their thing hey we do a pretty good job yeah that. no y'all y'all played the game for real y'all played the game for real there was like oh pff, Y'all thought we came here to like mess around. Nah, we were we're running this thing. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. Um <laughs> Like I have a friend, uh, a friend from my unit, his name's Ethan, and I, I love him to death because he we're very uh we're probably pretty equally um ethnocentric, like in our respective parts. He's a mm. white dude. Mm. He he will like swear up and down Britain is the greatest country ever. <laughs> like and and then i'll just look at him like all right bro that's interesting because they got their behinds handed to them a few times by people with spears so (laughs) you know that is what it is but um and not to mention ethiopia was never conquered but okay (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah but yeah the european nations did their thing like they went out and conquered whatever and so then they see history and they see like we're the weird ones like we got to change that they played the game and they did the thing and they changed the narrative they did psyops before like there was a name coined for it but anyways i've been <laughs> I'm, i've been talking a whole lot this that's just like it that's no, one it's thing interesting, man you're yeah. you're very clearly uh like historically knowledgeable and like you you understand your shit i do have one question for you yes um because you know because as like i said you're a very smart person um you know you have your beliefs and you are very sure of them but you know there's a million other beliefs Mm -hmm. out in the world what 
why do you think that your way is the truth so there is a point where it does come like the logic part if you're going by like the rules of logic it will break down because it's not a humanly it's not a human thing it's a supernatural thing and so it does come down to faith at some point and i won't even like use that term i'll just say it comes down to a choice like you choose to believe in god or not it's not like i can't sit here and convince you that's why i don't do that because you can't convince somebody to believe in god they have to choose that so all i can do is sit here and tell you the the things that i've seen that haven't been disproven that had like there's Mm -hmm. actually a really good book called reasons to believe and there's like science and things that are way ahead of the time of what they were doing two thousand years ago things that god prescribed for them to be doing so like uh, one example he he prescribed them he he told them to have a ceremonial hand washing or a ceremonial uh process after they touch a dead body it was essentially quarantining themselves and making antibacterial soap Mm, and washing themselves in it they didn't even know what germs were so there was no way they knew to make antibacterial soap. you know what i'm saying but like with modern science we can look and say oh they put like this type of ash in in this certain solution whatever and we do that today and we're like this is antibacterial soap and they did that after they touched a dead body like that's something that modern science didn't discover until like the 1800s mm-hmm. so for somebody to say hey god told me to do this like that's a good guess bro that that that's a really good guess like you know but then there's also other things historical events that were prophesied and then confirmed to have happened hundreds of years later like just all kinds of stuff but i can lay all that out sure you can still choose to not believe and that's fine it's your prerogative yeah well hey i you know i I respect that man uh you know and uh as people who watch and listen to the podcast know i'm a free speech absolutist and i think anyone should be able to come on here and talk about that so absolutely yeah it was really interesting man like uh yeah, I just had a uh, um, rapper, um, Obs. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's uh-uh. um, really prolific. I highly recommend him. Uh, he uh, he's based out of Rock Island, but he was oh. just in here. And yeah, I mean, every time he comes through, like he's spiritual, but he's a lot more like you in terms of he's very critical of like Christianity yep. and like that white, the quote unquote, the was it the wasp. The white Anglo-Saxon uh, Boston, you know, yeah. like that whole well, and just Christianity in general. Like, so yeah. we always have very interesting com- conversations yeah. about that. So, yeah, I, despite being atheist, I love yeah. having that conversation. So. No, and I, 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 there's two people I love having conversations with, especially about religion and spirituality and stuff, is Muslims and atheists. Because <laughs> I, so my thing is, again, my standpoint is like I'm taking this off of faith, bro. Like I choose to believe this, even if I'm wrong, whatever. Like this is just mm-hmm. what I choose to believe even though I don't think I'm wrong, but I'm not so much coming into the conversation for, I'm, I'm not, if you sit here and you like, you catch me up, I'm going to catch, I don't have an answer for something or something contradictory or whatever. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong. I mean, okay, I have something to figure out. Like I have, mm. like I have a, a Bible study to go do. Like I, ha- I have a conversation to have with God. I have questions to ask, which I don't like when people are like, oh, no, you just have faith. Don't ask questions. Like, just believe. Like, nah, bro, ask questions. Like, that's that's dumb. Sometimes you don't get an answer because God does what he wants. But ask questions. Go yeah. to your pastor. Go to your church. Go to the guy on TikTok. Go to whatever. Pray. Like, do all those things and, and ask questions because the answers are there. It's just people are not very literate when it comes yeah. to the Bible. And I'll, I'll, end, I'll end this on this. 
the Bible is what's called an apocalyptic, an apocalyptic uh, literature. It's a certain writing style. It's written a certain way. It's meant to be read a certain way. It's just like when you send a text, like you're wanting it to be read in a certain way. People today don't know how to read it. And it's not their fault. It's from it been translated twice to get to English and and it was from 2000 years ago. So like there's that's what the, the there's a word hermeneutics. It's literally the process of interpreting the Bible, taking into account the cultural differences, the time gap, um, the translations, uh, like just all, all those things that go into it. And so, yeah, that's just that, that's the thing. People don't know how to read it. And then they look at the poor example that human beings give of what Christianity is supposed to be. And it just turns them off. And I'm like, I understand that. Yeah. Hopefully I can change your mind just by being a, a, a cool guy, I guess. But yeah, you know, no, you know, I, yeah. I, I always promote anybody of any <clears throat> walk of life or belief system or whatever. Always ask questions yeah. every time. Because eventually we'll turn to atheism. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask enough, though, you'll get there. Hey, uh, bro, I'm not gonna lie. There was there was a time where I was like, bro, I wish God didn't exist, and then I realized how how things would be if there was like no. Let me ask well, you this. Today's your lucky day. No, is, <laughs> let, let me ask you this: Is that is that not a hopeless sentiment? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, look, is is I guess it depends how you look at it. If you were to think that it was something that was actually real and that was like taken away from you, then I guess it's hopeless. But if it's something that never was, and mm. we're just we're all sent, you know, we're all being sentient beings that come from cells and we live and we die and like I, don't, like I, I you know, I I tend to um, think of myself kind of a not as like kind of a nihilist. As a nihilist. So gotcha. I think having that, yeah. you know, having that mindset, I think helps with yeah. that. Um, look, I mean, there is definitely something to uh, the comfort of religion yeah. that I think every atheist struggles with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if I don't believe it's real, then like I'm not going to give into it. You know what I mean? So then, let me ask you this: Is there morality? Yes, I believe it's innate. Where does it come from? Uh, just from uh, you learn and develop that as you grow up. Um, I mean, for the same reason that whatever religion or belief system we have, if someone came in here right now and shot all three of us and killed us, right. everybody knows that's wrong because, the, like, the idea of doing that, someone mm-hmm. doing that to you, like, that's going to hurt. Yeah. You're going to have a physiological reaction to that. Yeah. And that's going to affect your chemistry and how you yeah. interact with things. Like, to me, there's a very obvious, like, mm-hmm. if you, you know, I don't believe in karma in a religious sense, but, like, right, yeah. if you do enough bad things, if you act maliciously Odds enough, are something's gonna, you're yeah. going to get in the butt. So, then how can you say to some, so, because essentially, by that, then it's just, like, what society agreed upon. Like, if it's something that we... You say it's innate, so like it's like okay, we all we all were here, and we all kind of had the same vibe. It's like okay, let's agree that we're not going to kill each other. Like let's agree that we are going to, and then that just kind of carried on. Well, I don't think people really. I don't think it's as simple as people just agree we're not going to kill each other. I mean, I think that um, humans developing tools, you know, they develop guns and etc. And you know, through capitalism, they buy and purchase those things, mm-hmm. and uh, 
you know, the cards fall as they may. I don't really think that there's a, like... Rhyme or reason. Like, yeah, like, I, don't, yeah, I don't really think there's, like, a uniform societal, yeah. like, hey, we're just not going to kill each other. I, I don't think that can so, exist. So then, in a sense, you, you are somewhat spiritual just in the fact <laughs> of, like, there is a... There is a spirit like not not as for not as like spiritual realm but like like oh i'm in good spirits right now but there's like a spirit that generally you know, funny. Covers... i was actually thinking about this very thing like a week ago like the um i was listening so i i personally have been going through uh like sex addi- or sex and porn addiction that's mm. been something i've been struggling with so i've been listening to a lot of like podcasts and uh um fuck what was my original podcast? <laughs> the spirit of it oh yeah um that one of the therapists was talking about that how he has a client that's an atheist but like he they were still talking about like uh like yeah like you said like having the spirit like a spirituality in terms of like having um and i was like yeah it's just it's kind of funny i guess i don't think that that um goes against atheism i think just like yeah being positive and having yeah um i mean sure I, i guess i don't I don't think that there's any like yeah. religious reason for that. Right. I, or, I mean, I mean, I mean, well, cause I'm saying like, reason why I brought that up is because there are some atheists that are just like, yeah, no, it, it's a coincidence or it's like, this is just the law of nature. And that's why we feel that way. Or like there's different. Oh, like, you're talking about like energies like, almost. Sure. Yeah. Just like, um, like for whatever reason, the state of human beings and and earth like it's kind of just an understood thing of like hey this is harmful like that's why i mean like there's like a like a certain spirit of creation that's just like kind of there i guess i would i like guess I would, I guess i would think of it less as a spiritual thing and more as just of a as humans as we've evolved and developed we have just understood that logically it just makes sense for us to not hurt each other but that yes but i'm saying like that has to come from somewhere like even if even if every single one of us just had the same thought like cool but like i know i don't agree i think i think it just comes from existing i think it from trial and error you know everybody has moments as a kid where like oh like i had a i had one time where mm-hmm. i had a kid who was like being mean to me and like i took his head and like slammed it into the gym that wall should <laughs> <laughs> but i still like i still feel bad about so, it to this day you know so you just do stupid shit we have our morality basically to because that's like we evolved that way to to have it yeah okay so say that there's somebody who evolved a different way to have a yeah. different sense of morality mm-hmm. who's right and who's wrong um nobody's right so somebody who thinks that it's okay to just like murder people steal things like all that um like the most heinous crimes you can think of so i mean in their worldview i mean sure they would be right but i mean i think the collective i mean this just again i mean the likelihood of that happening is i mean it's it's a minority it's a i mean they're psychopaths and stuff like that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but that's not... I don't think that's because of morality. That's because they have a mental well, health okay, issue. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. But so, but I'm... I'm so... I'll use a less uh, drastic, like, example. Sure. So, there's the morality of, like, Christianity and then the morality of... Um, like, so, like, the LGBTQ uh, community. Sure. So, like, obviously two different things. Like, but if there's no objective reality or objective truth in the universe 
neither one of these two people is right or wrong. It's just what you believe and what you believe. But both parties are saying the other one is wrong. Yes. And my point to you is that as an atheist, you like there would be no reason, at least for me, if I didn't believe in God, like the, even as a Christian, I don't personally have any beef with the LGBT community. They don't got nothing to do with me. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to ask my opinion, I'm going to tell you. But like, the, like I said, I'm like my best friend's lesbian, bro. Like, I, I get it. But so they they will say that they're wrong. They will say they're wrong. So my point to you is that without that objective truth. There's no reason really to not support that. So why why then would somebody voting against gay marriage like be like a morally wrong thing or like um you said a lot there. So, yeah, so uh, well okay, so when it comes to the I mean the gay marriage thing specifically, I can actually think of a very good reason why somebody would be against that because the government should have anything to do with marriage. <laughs> yeah, facts. Uh, yeah, that's um when it comes to like objective truth something like lgbtq i don't think that most of that falls under that now i think what's objective truth is like when you harm someone that's wrong because the person who's getting harmed is having a physiological and um is having a response that is going to happen no matter what because of that survival instinct that we have um so like like this this is a can sprite Mm. that's objective truth um is it though yeah i'm holding it yeah, you can you can touch it. You how, can hold it right now. How, how how do you know that you're holding it though? Um, see now that's a that is a school of thought that people go down. I do not go down that school of thought. I yeah, think but I'm that, holding this can. Yeah, that that's <laughs> but that's what I'm saying though. If there's no objective truth, like you have to go down that road but because this is there's objective truth. How do you know you're even actually having this interview though? If there's no objective truth, like. There is no reality. Because if that's the case, I'm going to go jump off a cliff right now because why the fuck does it matter? (laughs) Right. Okay. So that right there, that is like, I think one of the big base points of like, no, there has to be a creator. Like there, because first of all, science contradicts itself in a lot of ways. Like what people say, um, as far as like energy cannot be created or destroyed, but at some point it was create like where did yeah. it come from yeah, like, that yeah, type yeah, of thing. yeah you know what i'm saying so like logically there has to be a beginning to this otherwise the universe is god either way there's a god like or however you want to think of that infinite being either the universe is infinite which would effectively make it like that god being or whether it's sentient or not it's infinite or it's not infinite and it had a beginning in which case where did it come from it had somebody had to place it there hmm I don't agree with that. According idea. to the laws of science, because you can't create or destroy matter, only transfer it. I mean, I I don't know. I just don't I don't see like the universe as being a sentient being. I just view that I, as yeah, reality. That's why I said whether it's sentient or not. Like, okay. It's but if it doesn't have a beginning, or, it's not gonna have an end and it's infinite. Time wise and space wise. I mean, I, I think it just is, man. Um like like the idea behind the big bang theory, right? Like the reason that that makes sense is because even though it's a one in billion trillion chance or whatever every single one of those instances happened Mm -hmm. and at some point it happened Mm -hmm. right and i think um i think time just operates endlessly like i i I do agree with that i think there's no beginning and there's no end because even if we didn't exist it still existed even if it's a void it's still continuously going so you don't have an issue in believing in an infinite void 
but there's an issue with believing in an infinite creator like an intelligent being uh i mean i don't even necessarily take issue with that i just don't believe it's true but you believe that an infinite void is true yes because it's uh, our scientific understanding that we have that is the closest um and i'm not a scientist so yeah, yeah. um but that is the closest uh thing that we have understanding wise and i mean look going into right. science i mean yeah. the reason why science is so great and i'm talking about actual science yeah, not yeah. Fauci science yeah. <laughs> um you know the reason it's so great is because you could take mm-hmm. a theory and you know if you have the tools and understanding yeah. you yourself can prove that yeah um I'm I am a hundred percent more willing to put my apples in that basket than something that cannot be proven by science and cannot be um, reconciled that way and and yeah. it can honestly be hijacked and used by a lot of people to do a lot yeah. of malicious things. Here, here's my thing. I'm I'm very so like I, I actually believe in the Big Bang. I, okay. I believe in a form of evolution. Okay. Um, if if something as powerful as God says let there be light, the natural reaction is going to be an explosion. Mm. That's how I view it. Um, in Genesis, it says that God made man from the dust. Well, he was talking to people who didn't know what germs were yet. And so how was he going to describe like, oh, it started off as a bacteria that like then did the, so he just summed it up and said, Hey, I formed you out of the clay. Like, cause you get the point. Like mm-hmm. that's, you, you, you understand you're from this. That's the point of it. So that's how, kind of how I view it. But, um, with, uh, I was gonna say something and, and it just left. So apparently, <laughs> we were apparently we're yeah. almost at two hours. Yeah, I was I'm gonna like say. Fucking. So yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's go because I got to pee. I got a script that I gotta go write. But uh, yeah, uh, no, very, no, very, yeah, very interesting, um, very interesting conversation. Yeah. I definitely uh, we we talked very little about my comic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there you go, Sensil Studios. Check we'll me put out. we'll yeah. put uh, we'll put links in the description. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, no, great conversation. Like, uh, I feel like we were two hours in. I'm like, nah, I was not good. prepared for yeah. like a religious discussion. This is for whatever reason. This always like I. Whenever I walk into a room, it's what happens. I, I don't even be trying to. Sometimes, like sometimes, I'll be like okay like i want to ask you about that and it's a religious question but like so a lot of the times though if you spend more than 30 minutes with me it's it just comes up uh, <laughs> you know i'm the same way whenever i walk into a room um somehow libertarianism comes into the conversation it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh what's i'm so sorry bat bossy <laughs> bossy okay i just was think right. i'm the boss i'm the bossy. bossy the bossy yeah the bossy boss okay yeah bossy well hey it's been a pleasure having you in man yeah thank you for having me um sensil studios right yes okay and uh what do you got coming down the pipeline for that yeah so sensil studios in case nobody's ever heard of me is iowa's first black comic book and animation company um as seen on channel 5 channel 13 des moines register iowa public radio afrotech black enterprise little village a bunch of other stuff um i have two hard copy titles out right now uh i do science fiction so like those are what's out um or those are that's what's going to be coming out is science fiction stuff so i I have those two out i have another one coming out uh, this fall originally i had slated um one one title but now i have this partnership with uh the nascar driver and we're working on our thing and um we're gonna try to get that out by october for his race so that way we can like have a book signing and stuff at the race so I might be switching up the release schedule a little bit, but 
if you check my website sensostudios.com um put the link in in there definitely uh, will it'll uh there's a tab that says upcoming and it will show you my upcoming titles um so just stay tapped into that it will also show you my upcoming events i'll be at ocon uh in two weeks i believe um over in omaha uh so there's a comic con there and then i'll be at anime iowa um the weekend after that and then later on this year i will be in twin cities con so i'll be up in minnesota and and comic con at twin cities um yeah yeah so that's what i got check out the website i just uh i just started a patreon and um i have really good rewards y'all like so there's a tier for like it's basically like a comic book subscription so like every time i I drop a new comic book i'll just send it to you Nice. nice um there's another one that so like the lowest tier is like you just want to support just five bucks you know what i'm saying so like just uh i believe in what you're doing here you go sure then the next tier up is that comic book subscription and then the next one up i ha- is the core supporter subscription and that's where you get like free merch um there, there's like a oh you get like uh updates and stuff before everybody's so like when i start doing my animation stuff like that will go to those patrons first and like all that stuff so like gets more exclusive and then if anybody owns a business or they need or like a podcast they want something advertised i have a uh an investor tier so and there's only three slots for that um but yeah hit me up about that one if you do that one then i'll, I'll get your logo put it on some stuff like you'll be a sponsor it's a sponsor tier sorry so like you'll be a sponsor nice um so yeah i'll put your logo up places i'll shout you out whatever you know we we talk about what that looks like but um so yeah join the patreon because that i got a lot of good stuff that's gonna be popping up on there and i just got oh i'm gonna show you this dude because it's sick (laughs) i just got these um i got a 3d printer and so i have these um i had a, a a 3d sculptor sculpt sculptor um why is this selecting thing oh cancel there we go so i had him design my main character um oh wow to get 3d printed so i can make like statues and stuff so those will be rewards for like kickstarter campaigns um i'll see i'll see about throwing it on the patreon as well so go check my stuff bro i'm trying to give you all all kinds of free stuff because i'm about to lock in this deal with these animation companies and i'm about to have money like i want to give back i want to give stuff away and I want y'all to join before I really, like, you know, what if you had the chance to really be on the Naruto team before it, like, became the pop culture icon that it is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, to be involved in something, not only just, like, oh, it's a comic book, but, like, something from the Midwest that there's nothing else like it in this state. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, my company's going to be worth a lot of money at some point. So if you get, like, a first edition of one of my comics... And if you want to get it signed, you know, like that's gonna be bread. Hell yeah, down good the road. Good thing like, to get in on. Yeah, good thing to get in on. So yeah, check me out. I'm on everything else, not just Patreon, but Instagram. Um, I, I made a Threads, I made a Threads account too. I like that actually. I hate Twitter, but I like Threads. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> um, so yeah, go follow me at Senso Studios everywhere. Um, yeah yeah that's all i got oh yeah appreciate Posse, you yeah it's been a fucking pleasure man yeah uh i like i said i can tell you're a very smart guy and uh it's really cool what you're it. doing so um i yeah i support any independent you know iowa local and you clearly seem to be making gains so hell yeah go check this guy out go check his stuff out guys every monday and thursday at 7 p.m the cow stars podcast um you can find us 
Yep, right there. You can find us on YouTube, audio, everywhere. Apple, Spotify, all the all the good shit. Um, we have a website, castars.com, and you can check out. Um, we also have a Patreon. Uh, or we also have a Patreon. So Boom, there you uh, go. If you, want, if you want extra episodes and stuff like that, it's only $4 a month. So, you know, you're about to, like I say, every time, you're about to buy a pack of cigarettes. Boom. Spend it on this instead. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, y'all. Like, support, for real. Because there's, there's dope stuff. This is an amazing podcast. That, like, Thank I've you. seen some Thank of the, the guests that come on here and stuff. And, like, just your ability to have conversation and, like, just all that stuff. Like, it, 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 this is a good support. Like, join the Patreon. Both of ours, matter of fact. Because <laughs> I know there, there's stuff that y'all spend money on. Like, uh, coffee every morning at Starbucks is five bucks. <laughs> You're not getting no dividends from Starbucks. Unsubscribe from one of your OnlyFans whores and subscribe to us instead. Yes, that's an even better one because they don't even They're like you. They're all the you. same. Pussy is pussy. And they don't right? even like you. Like they, <laughs> they don't even know who you are unless you got like the exclusive one where they text you and stuff. But unless you're paying way too yeah, much. Yeah. And then in that case, you really need to unsubscribe. But <laughs> anyways. Anyways, guys, yeah. have a good night. Thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. We'll have you on again. Absolutely. All right. Peace, guys. Have a good night.